Hey, it's Dan Leach. Be sure to check out my podcast, the Detroit CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. We dive into the betting angle for all the Detroit teams and the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans as well. If you're from Detroit or a fan of any of the Detroit or college teams in the Michigan area and want to become a sharper better, this is the podcast for you. So please subscribe, follow, and listen to the Detroit CityCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And welcome in. We've had so many fantastic, either after wins or losses, Michigan post-game reaction pods, Lions post-game reaction pods. Obviously, no wins for the Lions this year. This will by far be the most emotional, the biggest, uh, for so many different reasons. As I just get back from East Lansing, it's around 7.17 on Saturday night. It felt like it took about three hours to get home. Oh, wait, it did. And I'm only 56 minutes in normal time from Lansing. There, I don't think, listen, this is so not as important as everything else. And we'll get to all the different angles of this game. I'm going to tell you my whole journey that started at about 5 in the morning uh, with very little sleep after a triple overtime. Howell beating Heartland. WHMI football game of the week that I called last night in the playoffs. But I don't think that there is a worse sporting event in the country, traffic-wise, than Michigan State football. I I hate going up there. I mean, I love being there for a Michigan-Michigan State game, and these are the kind of games, as a fan of either side or whatever your, your fandom is for any team around the country or world, this is what we live for. And I, I, parking and traffic, and, and that's nothing. But can they just figure something out? Because it's just ridiculous. But uh, listen, all I can say is this, is that before I get into, you know, my reaction to the game, and there's, I mean, there literally are probably a hundred things. I could probably talk to you for two hours, which I won't because I don't think I've slept much in the last three days. And... I processed a lot of what I wanted to say on the way home and talked to a lot of friends and people in the media. And there's a lot of different angles that I want to take this reaction pod to. But what I will say is this, as brutal as a loss that was being a Michigan fan, as tough as it was to swallow, feeling like I was correct that Michigan was the better team, they had all these different opportunities and didn't get the job done, I would rather have been there and had even like the trouble of the snap game which was brutal in its own right. I would much rather have been there and lost than not been there at all. It's like that old adage, it's much better to have loved and lost than not have loved at all. And and I tweeted this, and I, and I want to read it verbatim if you didn't see it on my Twitter earlier uh, uh, in the morning. It was probably, I think, 6 a.m. when I posted it uh, at DanLeach971. And this is, I think you'll enjoy most of my timeline for today, both uh, if you're a Spartan fan or a Wolverine fan, including the little beautiful, cute girl I found with her father and asked if I could, obviously, you know, being respectful, asked if I could take a picture. She's probably like five years old. She made a sign that said, I, well, I think the, the dad wrote it, I can throw farther than Cade. And boy, after that first touchdown, I tweeted from the stadium and said, uh, I thought Cade couldn't throw. But I, I said this as I was really thinking about what today meant in so many different ways, whether Michigan won or lost, and just the fact that there was two top 10 teams for the first time since 64 in this rivalry and never had been, you know, 7-0, 7-0 
playing each other ever in the history of the rivalry. And I, and I just simply said this. I said, in life, as a sports fan, there simply aren't many days as special as today is going to be. You can't ever forget how lucky you are to love a team so much that it hurts sometimes. And that's the way I feel about Michigan. That's the way I feel about the Lions, the Wolverines, or I'm sorry, the Pistons, the Red Wings, the Tigers, all the teams that I love. And as absolutely devastating and vomit-inducing that loss was after Michigan couldn't do much wrong. I mean, obviously the defense let the Spartans back in it in different periods. But to see Michigan go there on the road and, you know, some would say Michigan, where they really prove it. Michigan State, where they really prove it. I mean, obviously they played some tough teams, but this was by far the best team each was going to face. To see the way that, that, that atmosphere was and everything surrounding today, and I'll get into, you know, the whole journey I had in just a second here. That's what we live for as sports fans. So as, as brutalized as I'm feeling right now, and I still have all my energy because that's the way I live, and it really was an incredible time up there, and I got to sit with Michigan fans and all that stuff. Um, and actually, it was nice. The people behind me didn't realize, you know, figured out it was me for my voice and had been huge fans of mine from 97.1 and, and the, the new CityCast show, and it was just a great time. But this is what I love about covering sports, being in, in the media, but also being a fan. You don't get a lot of opportunities like this. I mean, think about it. Whatever your favorite team is, whether it's Michigan or Michigan State or the Tigers or the Lions, whoever it is. Think about, you know, I call them pushpin moments. Those, those pushpins, you put them on a map when you go to a different place. These are the big moments of your life. And we might have just seen the greatest Michigan-Michigan State game ever. Yes, they've had some epic ones throughout the years, 99, Trouble in the Snap, so many, 97. There's been great ones. But for definitely people that are millennials are born after the year 1999, and for people like me in their 40s, this might have been the greatest Michigan-Michigan State game ever. Obviously, as a Michigan fan, it sucks to lose it. But this is what sports is all about. So that I just wanted to get to on the outset. And... If you're a State fan, and I tweeted this as well, after the game, I said, listen, Michigan was great. Michigan State was better. Absolute hats off to the Spartans. They were incredible. Kenneth Walker is a legitimate top-level Heisman candidate. Uh, Kate McNamara was sensational. But Jim Harbaugh just can't win the big games. And that's kind of where we're back at again. So this is the bottom line. And, I, and I, I've had Michigan fans get upset with me. And you know that I'm a huge fan. And I'm always going to be fair about stuff. And I'm not just going to hate the hate. I'm not going to say things for buzziness or, you know, to, to have a hot take, if you will. But I've said for the last couple of years that as much as I respect Jim Harbaugh and what he's done at Stanford and what he did at St. Diego and what he did at San Francisco and how after the awful Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke disgusting eras at Michigan, what he was able to do to bring the program kind of back to national prominence, not with wins and losses, but with recruiting and buzz, and to to give them a chance to move forward and be a contending team, even though they haven't done that yet. With all that said, I said that I just don't, after the Ohio State loss a couple years ago, Michigan was a seven and a half point favorite, had a chance to go to the playoff, obviously first the Big Ten title game, then the playoff, and it's all on the table, the whole Chase Winovich revenge tour, all that stuff. 
Michigan gets their asses kicked. And a lot of it was because Jim Harbaugh was too stubborn to get rid of Don Brown, his buddy. You know, a mentor. And I said this over and over again, and I know, as I mentioned, Michigan fans got mad at me. Some of them. A lot of them agree with me. That it was time to move on from Harbaugh. That, yes, 8, 9, 10 wins, that's decent stuff. But that's not what Michigan's trying to do by paying Jim Harbaugh almost $9 million a year for their restructuring his deal. It was about winning championships. Michigan hasn't won an outright Big Ten since 2003. I think they've beaten Ohio State once since 1968. I know I'm kidding. And being facetious, facetious, but you know what I mean. And I said that I just don't trust Jim Harbaugh's ability to win the biggest games. And I always tell you to fight me on it if you want. We've had a lot of discussions, me and, and you, the, 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 the listener and the social media user, about the 10 biggest games that Harbaugh's coached in Ann Arbor. And that I think they're all losses. Yeah, beating Penn State, Wisconsin this year, Michigan State a few years ago. Yeah, there's been some nice wins. But in the 10 biggest games, the five Buckeye games, Iowa, trouble to snap, the New Year's Six Bowl games, all those games have been losses. Penn State on the road, Wisconsin on the road, and a lot of the bad blowouts, embarrassing losses. And people would say, well, Leach, who do you want instead? And I'd give you names like Sonny Dykes or Matt Campbell or a plethora of other names. And if they had the resources and the endowment and the cachet that Michigan has... Imagine what they could do. No, Matt Campbell's at Iowa State. I know Iowa State's been up and down this year, but Campbell's a great coach. He's going to be a top-level, you know, top five or six program coach in college football sometime soon. Or the NFL. There's a lot of NFL teams that were interested in him. Jets were one of them and a couple others uh, this last offseason. It's enough about resting on the laurels of, oh, Jim Harbaugh, you know. I don't know if anyone could do it. No one could do it better. Well, yeah, everyone can do it better right now because Michigan is still stuck in neutral in the biggest moments. Now, I know that this game was so close in so many different ways and Michigan still is 7-1 and still has a chance to run the table and, and dare I say, get to the you know Big Ten title game in the playoff. But you can't worry about that. They don't control their own destiny anymore in, in some ways. I mean, I guess if they win out, that's controlling your own destiny, but it doesn't mean if they win out, they're still going to get into the Big Ten title game because Michigan State's got the head-to-head. You have to win this game. And this is my whole point about Jim Harbaugh. I respect him. I think he's a, a good, and at times, a really good coach. But at Michigan, he has not been a great coach. And I, after the last couple of years, have said it's time to move on from him. All due respect. And then, of course, the crazy COVID year happens. And, you know, they, they, didn't, they weren't going to fire him. I mean, I, I've told you often with the sources I have that are, you know, connected to the big boosters that make the biggest decisions or donate the most money to help make those decisions, that a lot of them thought that Harbaugh was totally fine. They loved the attention they would get. They loved the who's got it better than us, which, by the way, pretty much everybody. I was getting a lot of that on the way back from uh, the game to my car. Who's got it better than you, Woodson, with my Woodson jersey that I'm wearing right now? By the way, brief uh, brief side point. On the way to the stadium, Charles Woodson was walking right behind me as I was wearing the Chuck Woodson jersey. I thought that was pretty cool. Chuck's always been very, very kind to me and uh, a lot of the people that I've worked with in my career. So I, to see Chuck there was awesome. 
But let's just be honest about this. How much longer can this go on until Michigan becomes Kirk Ferentz in Iowa, like 20 years in? How much longer does this go on before Michigan's Nebraska under Bo Pelini? Where, yeah, 8-9 wins, okay, cool. Let's go to a bowl game and blow that too. I can't say this any stronger. I do not think that Michigan will ever win the biggest games under Jim Harbaugh. Could it happen this year against the Buckeyes or in two years if he's still there? You know, against Michigan State, another huge game like this, which, by the way, I don't think we're going to see a game this big with that kind of atmosphere on Michigan State's campus for a long time, hopefully maybe in Ann Arbor. But are we going to see any of these wins in the biggest moments? This was the biggest game, maybe, of Harbaugh's career in Ann Arbor. And it's another loss. And I'll get into a couple of the things that happened in the game itself in just a minute, but this is about Jim Harbaugh. And I... Coming to this season, if you remember, if you don't, if you're maybe listening for the first time, it was the first time in my life that I was down pretty heavily at both Michigan and the Lions in the same year. There's been years where I thought one of them would be okay, the other would be great. You know, one would be good, one would be decent, but never both bad. And the Lions at 4-13, I had Michigan, you know, maybe 7-8 wins. And then, of course, they start the way they did. Huge win on the road against uh, Wisconsin for the first time in 20 years in, in Madison. The nice, you know, last-minute win in Nebraska, which in a lot of other Harbaugh situations, Michigan loses those games. So with all that, I just still did feel great about Jim Harbaugh winning in the biggest moments. But then, of course, they're 7-0. They're playing Michigan State, one of the biggest Michigan State games ever. I believe Michigan's got more talent. They've steadily improved throughout the season. Kate McNamara, I thought, was going to be good enough. I think he's going to be as good as he was today. But good enough to, to lead this team to a victory. The defense could do it, whether it's Corum or Haskins on the ground, that offensive line. You know, I felt that Michigan was going to get the job done. Not, not a homer pick, just the truth. And it goes back to me thinking, and, and how I've been against this for the last couple of years, but kind of was sucked back in the way the Detroit Lions will suck you back in over and over and freaking over again like a vampire, a sports vampire. I was sucked back in to think that, okay, maybe Jim Harbaugh can do it. And we talked about this with Angelique Shangalis earlier in the week, with Matt Charbonneau, who covers the Spartans, Shangalis covers the Wolverines, both of the Detroit News, that if Mel Tucker beats Jim Harbaugh in Mel Tucker's first full year, and Harbaugh's seventh year now, in Ann Arbor, in this huge game where Michigan's the higher-ranked team, they were the favorite, all the metrics in Michigan's favor. What does that say about Mel Tucker? A, he might be off to LSU, by the way. What does it say about Jim Harbaugh? And you heard Angelique say, listen, there's going to be a lot of questions about it if he loses this game, whether he loses it by one point or 30 points. And it felt like this was a last-second type win, loss for, for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan after playing the majority of this game at such a high level. Both teams, in many situations throughout the game, played at a high level. But the bottom line is it's a loss. It's yet another loss in a huge moment. And I know there's still a lot of Jim Harbaugh defenders. That's fine. I know there's a lot of you that agree with me. But whether you do or not, look at the numbers. Look at the facts. Not alternative facts. We're in a different world. Trouble the snap never happened. Or in a different world, Michigan won today instead of lost a heartbreaker, one of the most brutal losses of my fandom life for the Wolverines and many of yours as well. 
The bottom line is they lost. And when is enough enough? Is Harbaugh going to be around for 13 years? Still never have gone to Indy? Still never gone to the CFP? Maybe still never have been to Ohio State? I would guess that if, if Harbaugh lost two or three more against Ohio State, even if he's still around, that would be enough. I mean, that's it. Cooper was 1-9-1, and one, John Cooper. I don't think Harbaugh could be 0-8. Even 0-7. Hell, even 0-6 maybe. But just how long do you want to wait till you say, you know what? Not not Dan Leach. This has been my, my take for a while. But you know what? I think these people are right. Jim Harbaugh is a really good coach. At times he can border on being great. But in his tenure in Ann Arbor, Michigan has been a good team. At times a really good team, but never a great team. And the Spartans might have been inferior overall with talent base, but they made up for it with Moxie, with great coaching by Mel Tucker. I'm not going to say he outcoached Harbaugh, but Harbaugh would have outcoached himself. That stupid J.J. McCarthy play that he ended up fumbling. The game was lost. That's the facts. That's the bottom line. And if you're a huge ride-or-die, emotional, everything-to-you fan of the Wolverines like I've been my entire life, this has got to be just gnawing at your soul. You know, as I said when I opened the show, I would much rather have been at that game today, and I was so grateful I was, and an amazing time until the end, than not been there. I'm tired of this. I was tired of it when they lost to the Buckeyes. They were a better team at Ohio State, and they got their asses filleted. And yeah, a lot of that was Don Brown's city defense, but come on. It is time to move on from Harbaugh. Unless, and I hate, I hate to be giving you it unless, but they aren't 7-1. If they run the table and beat the Buckeyes, okay, he would earn probably another season. I guess in a way he'd have to. You're not going to fire him if he goes to the Big Ten title game. But I don't think it's going to happen. Michigan might lose to the, 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 the Lions, yet alone the Buckeyes. And let's kind of take this from a, if you don't know what macro and micro is, macro is kind of the big picture. Micro, you know, kind of really get down into it, into the weeds, if you will. Let's take a look at a little micro action here of why Michigan lost. Because it sure wasn't because of Cade McNamara. He was freaking brilliant. Sounded like Dr. Evil, freaking brilliant. He was incredible. 28 of 44, 383 yards, two touchdowns, one pick on the final play of the game. The Michigan defense, for much of the first three quarters, was everything. Pressure by Ross and Hutchinson and Sachs. And I, I, listen, I understand that there's going to be some controversial calls and close calls. That's, that's football. It's a game of inches. I know it's an old adage and you know cliche, but it's the truth. That, that overturn of the sack fumble that was called a touchdown originally, I, I, I mentioned I talked to a lot of people that were at home and people on social media I saw were, were, were saying it as well. Because we're in the stadium, the scoreboard's right next to me. But it's not the same as seeing that over and over again in slow-mo on TV. And it seems to me, for what everyone said, that, that it was really close, but it probably should have been overturned. You know that the referees will say, if they're if they're not totally sure, you know, they, there's not indisputable evidence, they'll say the call stands. Not confirmed. When they say confirmed, that's how you know that they know for sure. That was called a fumble and a touchdown on the field when Peyton Thorne went down. It sure looked like he did his knee did hit. And then all of a sudden they say, not only it was a shit. I didn't see a shit hit. But those kind of things change the games. 
And Michigan State found, they've done this for years, especially under D'Antonio. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Against Nebraska, Michigan could say the same thing. But for Michigan State to be down 30-14 and find a way to score two touchdowns and two two-point conversions and those two huge fourth down plays, the Michigan defense did for a minute in those situations look like a Don Brown defense because they've been so aggressive and so synergetic under Mike McDonald. And yet, in these biggest moments in the second half today, they, they bet, 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 broke. But that play was huge. Of course, going for it, or excuse me, the, the, the punt that I, we thought might have been a fake punt, but the bobbled snap, that was a huge turning point. And then, as I mentioned, later in the game, you have a three-point lead, your, your defense is playing well, you get the ball back near midfield, about seven or so, whatever minutes left, you can run the ball, run off three, four, five minutes a clock, get a field goal or a touchdown, and, and almost put the game away, especially with a touchdown. And Harbaugh tries to get too cute. Now you would say, well, it's Josh Gaddis that called the play. Harbaugh has final say on this stuff. Believe me, it was Harbaugh that wanted J.J. McCarthy in there. And you bring the freshman in in a huge moment. And he fumbles the ball. And just like that, all the momentum you had that you had built through the entire game, all of that, is gone. And just like that, Michigan State finds a way to score with that brilliant Kenneth Walker 58-yard run earlier in the fourth quarter. And then after Michigan, that was when Cutter, you know, tied the game at 30. And after the Jake Moody field goal and Michigan getting the ball back, Kenneth Walker for 23 yards for his fifth freaking touchdown. I mean... Harp on the reviews, which seemingly all went Michigan State's way, and it looks like all of them except for the, the fumble and the, the touchdown that was overturned probably were the right calls. But, I mean, if you got four or five reviews and everyone goes your way, does that seem a little crazy? I mean, just talking about the percentages here. When you've got the ability to put a game away and you bring a freshman quarterback out there in this huge moment with the rain starting to come down and all that stuff, is that a smart move? Are you getting too cute? Trying to be the smartest guy in the room, which Harbaugh was doing way too much earlier in his tenure, which cost them a lot? It was terrible. That was the game. The fake, it wasn't a fake punt. It seemed like a fake punt, but the muff punt that turned the ball over on downs and McCarthy fumbling the ball, that's where the game was lost for Michigan. And leaving you know, four or eight or maybe even 12 points on the field. And by the way, Jake Moody is incredible. Jake Moody is one of the best kickers Michigan has ever had. He had four field goals. They were all huge. Remember at the end of the first half, Tucker calls all three timeouts trying to ice him for the 35-yarder. And Moody just bangs the last one through, probably stronger than all the previous three. He's got more practice out there. But you've got all these good things happening for you. And you get too cute. And I'm not saying it was the only reason they lost, but that was a massive reason that Michigan lost with the J.J. McCarthy first down play. Cade was playing great. It's not like this second or third down situation where he tried to change things up. It was the start of a drive that could have won the game, and Harbaugh was his own worst enemy again. That is my whole point about why I think it is time to move on from Jim Harbaugh. It won't be easy, 
Michigan could be down for a couple years, but if you find and identify a guy like a Matt Campbell or the next Dabo Sweeney or the next Kirby Smart, whomever that is, I think there's a better chance of them being able to win the biggest games than it's happened under Harbaugh. Because guess what? The now 11 or 12 biggest games that Michigan's played under Harbaugh, he's lost them all. And listen, Harbaugh can't throw. He doesn't tackle. He doesn't catch or drop balls. But he is the coach. And it starts with him. And it's his ideas. And it's his schemes. And it's his decisions to go for it or not on a fourth down. Or to bring in J.J. McCarthy. On an absurd first down that ended up, in a lot of ways, costing them the game. That's the problem. That's why for me, and I got sucked in again, and I feel like a sucker. That's why I just do not think for the last couple of years that anything will be different at the highest and most important moments for Michigan with Jim Harbaugh as the coach, they will keep losing these games. Boy, I hope I'm wrong if Michigan runs the table, beats Penn State, and then beats Ohio State and goes to the Big Ten tunnel against them out. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think I will be. And a lot of you know me as a slap or a homer or whatever. I think I'm always pretty fair when it comes to even Michigan State and that kind of stuff, the other side of the rivalry. But yes, there's times where I'm a little higher on Michigan than I probably should be. But as a broadcaster, a guy that covers Michigan and Michigan State and the Lions, etc., you got to be objective. I can still be a fan, but not, not say... You know, I ran into our, my good friend Rico Beard outside the stadium today. He beat Michigan State 34-14. That's stupid. That's a total slap move. I'm not being crazy like that. I think Michigan would win 17-10. I thought Michigan was about seven points better than the Spartans. And it sure seemed like they were until they weren't. And then we, let's just be completely forthright here. And, and as I've said, and I, I got a lot of nice Spartan fans, you know, different tailgates I was at or the stadium itself. I'll get to uh, what happened on my walk back, my long walk back to my car uh, in, in just a second. But what a win for Michigan State. And, and you, you, I'm taking, I will take nothing, nothing away from them. If anyone tries to even, you know, the most uh, ardent Michigan fan or the least ardent Michigan fan tries to take anything away from Michigan State, you're being silly. They won the game because they figured out what it took to win that game and let Michigan hurt themselves, which they, which Michigan State's so good at. They'll just hang around, hang around, let the opponent hurt themselves, and then pounce. And boy, did they ever with Kenneth Walker the third, at his fifth touchdown. It's amazing. The high school game I called last night, Howell was down 14-0 to Heartland, and they came all the way back, and their quarterback, Nolan Petru, Howells, scored all five touchdowns, including a fourth goal with 20 seconds left in regulation. That, the two huge fourth down plays, you know, the balls he played near midfield for the touchdown uh, for Michigan State to Walker and the one later in the fourth quarter, just the ballsy fourth down plays, that's Mel Tucker. You know, the Spartan spirit and belief that even when it was 30-14, to 14, they weren't out of it. And to get both the touchdowns they needed and the two-point conversions they needed to tie the game, and it just, that is Mel Tucker and what he's instilling in these Spartan players, and there's there's definitely a lot of talent there too. These teams are very close. I think overall, I think Michigan has just a little better level of athletes, but it doesn't mean Michigan State doesn't have great ones. They do. I mean, Kenneth Walker the third could seriously win the Heisman. I think before the season, he was like not even on the Heisman list. Like you can get the field bet. I don't know exactly what, what Bet Rivers had the field bet ad, but a lot of times it's like you know ten to fifteen, whatever ten to fifteen to one or so. He probably would have been like I don't know. 
500 to 1 or more? He is in the top three right now. And after today, maybe he ends up being the leader. Kenneth Walker could win the Heisman. There's talent on Michigan State, but it's not sustainable to have like 35 transfers. I'm, I'm exaggerating. And a lot of the defense has a ton, you know, is, is built with a lot of transfers. So th- that's not sustainable. But what Mel Tucker's been able to do now, undefeated against Harbaugh in his first two years, they're going to be a top six team. Undefeated, you look at what Michigan State's got left at Purdue, which will be a tough game next week. Boy, you got to hope no left out if you're the Spartans because Purdue's starting to get better and better. Then home against Maryland should be an easy win for Michigan State. Then at Ohio State, then at or home against Penn State. I mean, if Michigan State runs the table and goes undefeated, Mel Tucker might, he's not only going to win coach of the year, but as me and my, my great producer, Steven, uh, the S man, have, have discussed a lot. He brought this up before we, we started the show today. The rumors about Mel Tucker at LSU, we talked with Matt Charbonneau earlier in the week about this, and from what Matt has been hearing, he doesn't think Tucker would go right now. But if Mel Tucker goes undefeated, whether he loses in the playoff like State did last time, 38 to nothing, or wins it all, I think he's probably going probably gonna to bolt. I mean, because if you get offered the LSU job for whatever, $8 million a year, whatever it ends up being, you, I don't think you're ever going to be hotter at Michigan State. It's going to be very tough for Mel Tucker, if he turns to the next Saban, to be as good as he's been so far this year at Michigan State, because State's not going to get the, the top-level recruits that the Georgias or Michigans or Buckeyes or even Penn State at times get. And if you're a State fan, that's something you got to think about. I mean, yes, it's better to have one amazing year than two or three bad ones, but what if Mel Tucker is on his third team in three years? But boy, you gotta you gotta take your hat off to Michigan State. It kills me to say that. I mean, that's not fair. It doesn't kill me to say it. it. It just hurts because you know those of you that know me and have for years, you know I'm a huge Michigan fan, like so many of you are, and, and like so many of you are big Spartan fans. It kills you to give us praise. That's why we call the rivalry a sickness. There, I didn't see a lot of fights today, by the way. People, for the most part, were pretty behaved. But I did mention that on my way back to the car, I had to deal with a few knuckleheads. I mean, I was going around, met these really nice uh, girls that were seniors that gave me directions to my car because my phone had died. A lot of different people that I was talking to were in costumes. The high majority of Michigan State fans respectful, classy. You know, I congratulated them. They said, it's a hell of a game. You know, it's got a, it's, it's here, such a brutal loss for you. But, I, I mean, what a game. You know, I, I, it was so great to be there. And that's the way I am. I mean, we have fun trolling Buckeye fans and Spartan fans and at armor and different situations that games I bet at at home or on the road. But it's always been from like a respectful place. Never like personal. A couple of Michigan State fans were saying, go blank yourself to me. And they were, yeah, I was wearing my Charles Woods jersey. Like, hey, Charles Woodson, what's it like being a virgin? I mean, it was just stupid. And, and you know, there's 50,000 students there. The guys I was walking back to my car with, they made a good point. They're like, listen, you got 50,000 kids, you're going to have some bad apples. So I had to deal with some of that on the way back. It's a real long uh, walk back because I went the wrong way because my phone had died, as I mentioned. And I had to go all the way around Spartan Stadium twice. So it took me like double what it would have taken me. And as I was walking through, there would be pockets of Michigan fans and we would you know, I'd salute them or we'd fist bump and I, I would go like do the thumbs down thing and be like, what, are we ever going to... They'd be like, are, are we ever going to win a big game? But then there's this sea of Spartan fans and... You know, few here and there would just say some really dumb stuff, really remedial. 
just childish stuff, but that's going to happen anywhere, I guess. But I'll tell you this before we get out of here. I can't stress this enough. I would much rather have been in that game tonight or this afternoon and lost the way Michigan did than not be there at all. Those are the moments, as I mentioned, those pushpin moments that I absolutely love and I'm so grateful to be a sports fan and love my team so much it hurts and be a part of that. On the other side, though, it, it is brutal and I'm just tired of this happening over and over again under Jim Harbaugh. And that's the whole premise of why I believe it's time to move on from him. And I've said that for a few years. It's just not a new, you know, hot take or anything. I, you listen to me and you know this. And a lot of you agree with it. Now, you can't say, fire Harbaugh now, that's stupid. Michigan's still 7-1 and one and they have a lot on the table. They still, theoretically, in a small way, control their own destiny based on a couple other things that happened. But if they win out, there's a chance they could be in the Big Ten title game or still be in the playoff based on how good the Big Ten has been this year, except for Iowa who I was completely wrong about. I, I looked like a genius for a few weeks, and they just got their ass kicked by Wisconsin. And Iowa offense is setting football back at least a century. Good defense, but that's about it. So, where do you go from here if you're the Wolverines? I mean, next week's going to be such a letdown in just realistic terms because you're going from playing... Michigan State to stay undefeated to hosting Indiana. I mean, okay. And then at Penn State for what's probably going to be a whiteout night game. At Maryland and then the Buckeyes. Could Michigan win all those games? Sure. Do I think they will? No. And that's where the serious questions, as I was talking to Angelique Shangalis, covers the Wolverines for the Detroit News about. She agreed with me. She said, listen, serious questions will be asked about Jim Harbaugh if they lose today because it's Yet again, another chance to get it done, and they don't get it done. Another chance to to move from that one peg where they've kind of been at, where they've they've seen moments during that, like you know the Chase Winovich revenge tour year, where they were going to play the Buckeyes to hopefully go to the Big Ten title game and then the playoff, and they just get knocked back down, and then up and never up to like the full potential, and then right back down. State, they might run the table. And that's Tucker's first full season. Jim Harbaugh's been in Ann Arbor now for six and a half, almost seven full years. I think someone's got to change. Bottom line, though, respect. Hats off to Michigan State. Pains me to say it, but it's the truth. Kenneth Walker is incredible. Huge day for Kane McNamara, who I've been repping for a while now. He proved a lot of doubters wrong. And as I can't say enough, to be part of an atmosphere like that, maybe one of the greatest Michigan-Michigan State games ever, maybe the best in the modern era. I mean, there's definitely been some really good ones, but this was, as I talked to people on the way out, both on both sides, the best game they ever saw of any pro or college football game. And to be there was special. And to be there in the Michigan section, surrounded by my Wolverine brethren, was even more special. So I, I will get some rest tonight. Hopefully you will as well if you're a Michigan fan. If you're a Spartan fan, go out there and party. You deserve it. If you're Kenneth Walker, go drink out of like a plastic Heisman because you might win it. And we'll continue to break all this stuff down for you over and over again throughout the season. We love doing it for you. We'll have a Lions reaction show after Lions-Eagles. What a sizzling game that should be. As Jalen Hurts and the uh, Eagles invade Ford Field 
and play the Lions tomorrow. We'll, we'll see you right after that on the post-game reaction pod as well. That's going to do it for me, though, today. The Wolverines find another way to break your heart. 37-33, to they go down in East Lansing to the number 8 Michigan State Spartans. The undefeated season for the Wolverines is no more. Until next time, Dan Leach, thanks so much for listening. Please continue to rate, subscribe, share, tell everyone about it for the mountaintops. And until next time, keep reaching for the stars, believe in the dream. Dan Leach, out. Bet River Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.